Yo, 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 it's your boy Mo. The market, you know, already know what's going on. How you guys doing? Hope y'all doing well. Hope y'all staying safe in these Welcome times. Welcome to the Wires, Wire Pod, Wired Wire Sports. Coming back at you. Been a while, but we back in action. So we're gonna, we, we've been seeing sports is on and we didn't think it was going to get here, but we're deep in it. Feeling pretty good. We're just here to talk about it with y'all. It's almost normal again to see sports. Yeah, no, it, it, the people in the sport that kicked it off, the NBA, they're in the playoffs right now. They did a great job on the bubble. Yeah, the bubble, yeah, they yeah, they set the way. They started it off, and they did a great job with that bubble. I can't even, I can't even, because I was very skeptical, skeptical with it. I was just like, I don't know. But, nah, they got it. They work, it worked out. Everybody seems like they're safe. They're able to bring their family in there, too. No, looking good. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, it's looking good. Uh, right now, what we have left is the conference finals. Denver versus LA is, to me, a thrilling series, and Boston and Miami is a, you know, a gritty series, but still very interesting because that one's a little bit more, you know, evenly matched. So, what do you think so far about those Clippers? First off, you know. Yeah, no, the. Uh, the- you mean like the, you mean the Nuggets? Well, no, Clippers going home so early. Like, what do you think about that? Oh no, honestly, with the Clippers, that I didn't see that coming, losing to the Nuggets. But I mean, PG, the way he was playing, it just made sense. <laughs> I've always said, you know, the only way the Lakers would be able to beat the Clippers if it's, is if PG sells out. And in this case, you know, he didn't have to get to him, but he definitely did sell out. But. So did Kawhi to me and the rest of that whole team. They just didn't. But, yeah, they were saying they were <laughs> Yeah, they definitely so. But, um, you know, but now we have Denver versus the Lakers because Denver actually, you know, people don't give them enough credit. They they came back down 3-1 and they came back from losing in first halves to beat them. And Jokic and Murray, they showed to be the better two players on the court at, you know, for those games. So it's not like the Clippers just fell apart. The Nuggets also went actively and took it. So, you know, the oh, Lakers yeah, the kept on the game. Oh, yeah, they for sure. Definitely, they definitely did. And Lakers Joker to Murray showed you something. Of course, yeah. yeah. They, they showed you something for sure, for sure. They like because you know, you know those teams like the like the Trailblazers, like the Nuggets, like it's just those teams like okay, they're, they you got those high seeds, the Jazz in the regular season, but when it's time to go to the playoffs, like what are you about to do? Right. And uh, they definitely showed for sure. Jokers was looking real good. Jamal Murray, he showed me that he's he's now nah, he's that deal for sure. For sure, he's ready. Now nah, he's on that. He, he's going up a tier. He's going up a tier you know, for sure. And I think the Lakers took him lightly in Game Three. You know, being up 2-0. But I said this before, that's really when the Nuggets wake up. Is when they down in the series. The city almost closed out game game two. Jamal Murray, it's just when he shoots a three-pointer, it just looks like it's green, like every time. And Jokic's playmaking is just special. So it's just, they just they just got to a whole new level beating the Clippers and everything like that. But it, right that them coming back in uh securing game three, that was a really good win by them. Yeah. I say it goes six or seven, Lakers. Yeah, I, I would say I, I, I would probably say five or six, but if it goes seven, that's gonna be nuts. That's gonna be definitely a spectacle for sure. It's all different knows, but you know, they are young dogs in it. Another, you know, the East side there, they, they have 
uh, as well. And Miami is a team that has, you know, a little bit more young players on it than uh, than the Celtics do. But the Celtics' best players are younger players, so that's also a nice series, kind of showing that the bubble is favoring some younger players and what it seems like as opposed to the older guys except for the Lakers really um, a lot of those guys getting sent home yeah the, with, the, with the Heat Celtics series my two things were one I just love the two forwards for Boston um, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown they're just both two fantastic young players that uh, Boston has really uh, developed and they've been going crazy and then, but really, and then two, Kimba being that X factor, I think the team goes and he goes. If Kimba's going, if he's being like UConn Kimba, if he's going crazy, then I feel like they're going to do well. But if he's struggling, I, it's going to take a Herculean effort from um, JB and uh, Tatum for them to go uh, crazy. But Hayward, too, it's going to be interesting how they play. Miami, how, who are some of like, the key players that you kind of think are going to like sway the series either way? Well, I've been super impressed by their whole run because – it's not easy to, you know, to be an underdog consistently and to overcome that. Like, it's like it sounds easy because you're saying, oh, well, you know, you have no pressure. But you're the underdog for a reason. It's because you don't probably have as much talent. And so, you know, seeing them rely on defense and timely shot making and balanced scoring, it don't remind me of, you know, 2010s basketball. It reminds me of 2000s basketball. You know when defense and 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 playing together was, you know, a, a bit more common play style than it is now, where it's a lot of ISO and you know a lot of a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. So what makes them good to me is Bam, Jimmy, Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder. They got a tough lineup. Goran Dragic that can play with anybody because they played with anybody so far because all of them can score for the most part and they all play defense for the most part so they can run a zone at you and be, and be sufficient they can play man to man and be sufficient so that's why you see Tatum not on his game too much in this series Kimball like you said he's got to be Herculean he's not on his game too much in this series and they're down 2-1 as a result because that's what Miami do. Miami throw you off your game and make you play them game, their game. And they're better at their game than you are. So, you know, I look to see them complete this series and, and go to the finals for sure. Yeah, you said it with the balance scoring. It's not that because Jimmy, they're arguably their best player and the one that they brought in, their biggest free, free agent acquisition. He doesn't. He doesn't act for the ball. He doesn't. He's not get scoring a bunch of points every night. He's mostly playing great defense, making fantastic hustle plays. You know, like, it, yeah. He's. It's not. He's not like a ball stopper or like just ball dominant. Everybody. Um, they spread the offense around. Gordon Dragic will go off one night. Derek Jones will go off. Uh, Duncan will go off. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's just a really Duncan interesting. Robinson. And they shoot threes super good. Yeah, That's you would think they're not a three point shooting team, but like they got a lot of three shooters that can, like, wet you up. Yes, for real for real. yes, yes, yes. Because Jay Crowder, you, you know, typically those muscle guys, they love that play football. Typically, they don't shoot it well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Typically, they don't shoot that well. But Jay Crowder been making them lately. So, you know, that's that's a tough, tough, tough element. You know, threes and defense, 
You can win with that formula. I guarantee you, you can win with that formula because I haven't seen it. So, you know, I, I like to see what type of metal Boston got, you know, because if they can come back from a 2-0 deficit and make it 2-2, then they, at this point, are in the driver's seat. You know, this game is really, really pivotal for the whole series. And I I, I assume it's going to go Miami's way because I don't think Miami can afford to let them get back in the series, just like the Lakers can't afford to let Denver get back in the series. But Lakers have a little more of a leash because they got, you know, a couple better players. Yeah, no, absolutely. My prediction, probably, uh, right now, I'm going to say Boston in seven. All right, if you're saying Boston is seven, I got to go Heat in six at this point, you know. Um, right. If it goes seven, I have to take Boston. So, um, nah, I'll say that, but we'll see how it play. But, you know, right now, I got right, Heat we'll in see six. How it goes. got Heat in six. But, you know, thank you for NBA for showing us that sports is possible in 2020. But, you know, the Lord and Savior of us all. Woo, woo. Yeah, honestly, I was like, it's crazy because when the sports stuff like was coming back and I'm the biggest sports guy I was, I was just kind of down because I was just like all this just all this stuff is going on but you know what I'm saying just, just the civil unrest man I almost it's just, just a lot of politics football bro. I almost right exactly <laughs> the politics I was just like I don't know man but once it got going I was just like nah y- y'all got me again it's over exactly so, yeah no I'm locked back for a while that. like you said the politics took over and I wish honestly that they could have kept that that strong stance, but at the end of the day, the world moves, and you gotta move with it. So, you know, use what you have and take the most and make the most out of it. That's why I like you know them being able to use that platform to to at least speak up because you really shouldn't be relying on athletes for social justice. You know, that's right. that's like that's really goofy to me. But at the end of the day, they're prominent figures, and most of them are black or people of color. So, you know, they gotta get a message across then I'm, I'm thinking this is one of the best ways to do it because, you know, you're going to have people watching the game that don't look like you, that look like somebody else, and, and that's no matter who you look like at the end of the day. So, you know, happy to be back, but it has been a wild couple weeks in the NFL, you know, a lot of sad injuries, a lot of a lot of weird stuff. You know, where do you want to start, boss? Man, honestly, just because I've seen the worst play that I've ever seen in professional football field, we, we had to get the, the podcast cranked up. Because I had to tell you guys about it. That, that if you got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, to boy, me, that's that worse than the Super Bowl. Basically, Atlanta is up big versus Dallas. And, you know, they're both coming in 0-1, so you don't want to go 0-2 type thing. So, Atlanta up big, and then Before that, Dallas, first quarter, four forced fumbles. Yeah, for, four. For, Atlanta four forced turnovers four against Dallas. So Dallas in the first quarter lost four fumbles. And most teams, once you lose four fumbles in the first quarter, you are done because the other team is not just sitting on those fumbles and getting stomped out. Atlanta is scoring off that. So it's like right. 21 and four, to 4 pretty um, early. And for our international fans, what a fumble is is if the offense has the ball and then the defense – prize the ball away from them they lose possession of the ball like it's on the ground and the other team goes on top of it they secure possession of the ball so they must switch from offense to defense so 
it, it was just four, it was just awful. It was just four bad plays that never should happen in the NFL game. You got to give one, Dak Prescott one game, one of credit for hanging in, not giving up. You know, going for two, not getting it, still fighting. That's how much happened to Dallas. They went for two, didn't get it. They stayed the two possession game as time run out. They're down 15 with less than five minutes left. Dallas down 15, less than five minutes left. Don't have the ball and Atlanta loses that game due to what seems like the only logical thing will be mob rules because I was going to say I was just going to say no, 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 no. they was, was, did not recover an onside that kick that looks like somebody made a call it. that that's the only literally yeah no no that's what there was a timeout like, call right before yeah. that onside kick and the only way that Dallas gets his back is if Atlanta turns their back to the defense or punt return team and makes a circle around that ball like it has the virus. It says, get away, get away, get away, it's rolling. And the only way Dallas gets it back is if ATL does that for 10 yards. And these idiots do it for 10 yards and let Dallas jump on it. And once Dallas got it, ATL made a couple more goofy plays in defense, and C.D. Lamb just torched them to get him in uh, field goal position and win the game. But that was absolutely the worst football play I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot. Literally, absolutely worst I've ever seen on a professional field ever. And this is general because me, 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 and my co-host, we both played Pee Wee football. We both played Pop Warner football, and the first thing they tell you when you're on the receiving team, when the ball comes, especially when you're in the front line. Just follow the ball. Just, Just follow, follow the ball. ball. That's it. You don't have That's to wait. You have to do. And so you, you tell me they've been playing football all this time, and they don't know that. Come on. Right. Never played special teams. Must Come on. Have. I don't know. Come Maybe on. Maybe they were so fine. They never played special teams before. I mean, I they know. had Hayden Hurst out there. <laughs> they had Julio out there. So perhaps they put yeah, a hands team out there that didn't know what they was doing. You know, to me, that's on coach. If I'm, if I'm the owner, on coach. And I, I believe we spoke about this earlier. You might not have to fire Dan Quinn, but you got to get that special teams coordinator out of there. Or yeah, you, exactly. You go. I, 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 I originally I wanted Dan Quinn's head for sure, for sure. But if you're not going to do that, I understand. At the very least, the special teams coordinator. Whoever was the go. first Somebody two people around that ball on special teams, they got to go too. They got to go too. No, everybody that was in that screenshot is the worst picture ever. Type in Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Onside kicker, it's just the worst screenshot you'll ever see of just like dudes just around the ball. It, it was just the worst play I ever seen. It was horrible coaching. I don't know if they were lost in the moment and they finally blink or whatever I don't happened, know what happened to me. It was worse than the Super Bowl, and I don't think Atlanta will be able to let that down. That may define their season. That is like a buff fumble type of play. It can define no, they, you. They're laughing stock. Yeah, and then they got to do something. Cause uh, that's shacked in the know, pool. That's like NFL follies right there. Like that's just like of all time. No. but you <laughs> the know, bloopers, like you know, that's on the bloopers. But there was a few highlights this weekend. Um, you know, one of the greater games of the of the old Sunday slate was that good old Seahawks Patriots. You know, battle of yeah, two Sunday nighter. Two Woo. good quarterbacks, Cam Newton and and Seattle with Russell Wilson. They went at it, man, in Seattle. Anything stuck out to you besides Cam Newton's overall great play? Man, first off, in 2020, shout out to all the black quarterbacks that started, man. Somebody's a fantasy. Somebody's the, uh, it's just a, just, just a transition. 
you know what I'm saying, that because before it just felt like if you were trying to be a quarterback and you know, you were African American, they would say, Oh, you, you maybe you play receiver or anything <laughs> like that. You, you can't maybe really some read option. option. How about that? Right, exactly. Wildcat. There's some truly talented guys that's leading the way. No, it's just good to see. But the Seahawks, their defense continues to impress. Jamal Adams looks like a super stud. Like, he just, he just yeah, he just looks fantastic. They have Bobby no Wagner's looking at one. But everybody has a hole, and their hole is obviously in the trenches on both sides of the yeah. field. Yeah, they were getting whipped up on the front. I feel like the Patriots, I mean, they're well coached as usual. Um, Cam looks fantastic. When he had a clean pocket, he threw some dots, didn't he? Oh my god! Yeah, he, he looks like he looks like a whole, a completely different quarterback. And I feel like people were giving him so much flack about his inaccuracy and everything else that comes with the quarterback position. Just, 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 just specifically, just nailing in on him. But there's a bunch of other quarterbacks that have some. Yeah, they're probably flaws, sit but. for over a year, and here people just throw down his name until. He got a chance to, you know, you know, show him because he worked. You can tell he worked, you know, tirelessly on this. Like every time I heard about Cam in the offseason, it was nothing but hard work that came out of somebody's mouth. Even Bill Belichick said Cam is the hardest worker he's ever been around. And I don't think Bill Belichick just says stuff to be flattering. So, you know, right. happy to see it. Now, on that final play, I definitely wouldn't call that obvious play. That, that was a horrible Because basically like, the Cam like and the Panthers were, were, I believe, on the one or two-yard line with like three or four seconds left. This is the last play. And Cam Newton is a Superman, right? So, of course, he can run it. But that's when you really have, you know, two or three downs to get it. If he runs and gets stuffed, you might try again, you know, another play. But this is final play, and... It's so obvious that he's going to run it that you've got to try that play action jump throw or or you've got to do a toss or something. You've got to just come up with something better than a first, power, quarterback power. That, 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 first of all, the formation was just ugly. Oh. First off, you had no running back in the back. So it was just an obvious – it was an empty set. It was obvious that he was going to probably run the ball. It was no route receivers out. It was all just lying. Everybody was just on the line. I'm like, dang, no jet motion, no type of, you know. And I see how they did stuff it now. So it wasn't like he got a couple yards or got a yard and then got tackled. Nah, they stuffed that bad boy from the jump. It never like it had a chance, ever. No, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they fired them. They, they, off the line, it was just they won the battle in the trenches on that play. Yeah. And it was just it was just nobody on the side. It wasn't no spacing. It was just one line. Okay, let's get it through this spot. I would like to see something a little bit more. To me, you can still run it if you do a play action rollout or something like that, or or a jump pass. You can still, if it's not there, find a way to make a play. Because if you find a way to make a play one on one versus a defender, that's about the same, if not worse, odds than what you just ran. So you know, if you get your quarterback the chance to run or throw, you might you know you know have a little bit of an advantage there because there's a two way dagger as opposed to a you know, butter knife right up the gut. That was pretty weak. You know? Right, exactly. And I would I would have liked the back in the backfield, you know, say do a little RPO, you know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, if I want to head it out, a little option, just like, okay, at least to get the defense, okay, I got to worry about the running back and the quarterback. Or at least if you know you're going to go to the camp, he can block for him too. It was just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
it was a good game though. At the end of the day, it was know, a great game. Uh, came down to the last play. You know, camp through some dots. So wire to wire was a great game. It, it was that. Anyway, speaking of wire to wire, great game. You know, you got to go out there to Kansas City and LA and talk about those Chargers hanging in there with the with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, you know, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna look a little sluggish right now in September, which is kind of usual for a Super Bowl team. People just see it coming from the Chiefs because they just thought they were almighty. But most Super Bowl teams kind of don't look the same the very next year, and so you know, I kind of give the Chiefs an out for that. They'll have a long time to get right. But man, Herbert started his first game, and you're a Chargers fan. What do you think? It was crazy because at that day when I I was out at a, a friend's house for just watching football or whatever, and it, we were just just watching that Cowboys Falcons game because that's the local game that came on or whatever, and I'm just chilling. I'm just I'm not even watching Red Zone or anything like that, and the game's about to come on, and I see in the group me it's like Herbert starting. I'm like Herbert starting. I'm like what's going on? Like whoa. What happened? Because all I'm like, it's like Tyrod's the starter. Tyrod Taylor is that's the starter. And so for Justin Herbert, the uh, tenth, the uh, sorry, sixth round pick, the first round, the quarterback that they just drafted to get in, I was very surprised. But yeah, due to some weird circumstances that we'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, I, it, I mean, he looked really good. Herbert, that is, he looked really good. I was definitely impressed of how he looked. He see, yeah, because you were not high on him people. going into that game though. No, not at all. And I'm still not at the moment. I'm still kind of out. I mean, not nothing personal. It's just from a, just a, what I look at. I don't know. But he looks good. It's good to see um, early, especially against Kansas City. He didn't know that he was going to get into the game until after the coin toss. So he had to just kind of come in there and not having those first team reps. He looked good. Um, Kansas City, not the best defense, but they got playmakers. But no, they definitely made a play when they needed to. He threw that interception, which I didn't like to see. Tarad doesn't throw turnovers, which is why he's an incoming starter. I know everybody's really excited, and everybody's like, oh my God, the, the, the hot kid, the hot chick, he's coming. Like, you know, I get it, I get it. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a process of things. Trust the process. But we don't have to worry about that now because it's some news that it seems like it seems on. like Herbert gave you guys life like you said he's gonna make some rookie mistakes but he definitely you know you know gave Keenan Allen a better stat line that's for sure um mm. but from that game some news came out that the team doctor because it was a mystery as to how Tyrod got hurt or Tyrod right so what happened yeah. with Tyrod Taylor he went to the hospital right after the uh, coin toss because of some complications with his breathing. And so we were trying to figure out, like, whoa, what happened? Like, dang, like, what? everybody's trying to figure out. Like, Cause, cause somebody's saying he blew his chest in, but he hadn't gotten hit. It was like game day. So right, it was like, it was like I know he so didn't like, get hit. So actually, like, the team doctor was giving him a pain injection shot. So I'm not sure what was hurting before that. But the, his ribs. His ribs, okay. Saying, okay. He has some bruised ribs. So he, so he has some bruised ribs. And the doctor was giving him a shot for that because in the football they just shoot you up and send you back out there. Ain't no, um, you know, ain't right. no, ain't no, you know, sitting on it. Um, and punctured his lung. So the doctor punctured Teron Taylor's lung, and he had to go to the hospital. You know, that's a pretty serious thing. Who knows? We're not medical professionals. What it really means. But you hear the words punctured lung, 
and you just think bad things. So, you know, I hate to hear it. I hope he gets better. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what legal legal things he can do about that, but people are definitely saying sue if you can. Yeah, it's super interesting because being a Chargers fan, it's been a lot of, it was a lot of unrest in between what was going on with Tarod and everything like that. Um, who should be the starter? What's going on? A lot of the fan base was like, go ahead with Herbert in. Tarod sucks. I, I guess I'm just a differenter in this situation. I just kind of like wanted Tarod to, you know what I'm saying, be the good vet. I think we could have won some games with him for sure, for sure. I, I, just, I just like what he brought with his no turnovers and things like that with how good our defense is. You wanted the but, exact opposite of Phil Rivers. That's what you wanted. You were sick of that. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I was ready for I was ready for no turnovers. No, I was I was ready for some good old boring, just, ah, just, okay, cool. Just got a good defense and let's ride on that for a little while type of thing. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was very confused with that. I was like, I, 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 was, I was good on trying to be explosive offense. Um, I was, I just wanted a good transition, but I mean, hey, I mean, we look good. The offense looks a little better, so the rook looks good. It's interesting, but yeah, with Toronto in the lung, I, we're, yeah, we're not going to have to worry about a quarterback situation because I'm sure he's not going to be playing for a good while, but then by then, it's already going to be the kid's job. He's got to so, get but, some sort of compensation for that, but there's, like, I know, right. I know in the contract, that the team is covered right. for that because there's no way you write up an NFL contract as a team and you leave that liability uncovered. There is definitely right, coverage yeah. and and the contracts for you getting, you know, I don't want to say shady, but you getting malpractice with medical treatment. There's got to be something in there that makes them in, unliable for that because they're saying, hey, you know, you know, I have seen some NFL players tweet about this. Hey, you're using our doctors. A part of the CBA agreement it might not be in your contract, but a part of the CBA is if, you know, you don't receive good treatment or if you have an issue with the treatment that you receive from a team doctor, you can't necessarily directly sue them for that. Now, who knows what their damage is liable for overall, but you can't necessarily sue them for that because you're using their doctor and this in the CBA. It's not just because, you know, one way or another is actually in writing. So hopefully something good comes out of this because this sucks. Yeah, it just it just it just absolutely sucks. And it's just the, that's the perfect word for it. It it, it sucks. The, the Twitter lawyers were saying that it had to be um, because of the CBA they have it written up that like yeah if you do accept team uh that of doctors that you have to you, you're not able to sue them in that case and then that's just pretty awful in that case because it's like dang I, I need to maybe have to hit a LeBron get my own medical staff or whatever whatever but it's just it's gonna be it's just it's just a sucky situation and you just hate to see it especially with just yeah with doctors because that's the people that you trust with your health it's just it's tough yeah but you know we're gonna give y'all boys some good news today too now uh as you know it's you know we three in in the NFL and also in fantasy football and I'm really 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 ready to you know tell you whose who's stock is up whose stock is down who we holding on to and we were, we were saying this as it relates just to week to week so you know if we name a player we're not saying oh the whole year this guy is a buy this guy is a sell we're saying, you know, this week versus this opponent in this matchup, this is what it is. It's fantasy football financial advice for week three 
Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, all right. So, as your fantasy football financial advisor, a guy that I want you to be aware of if he's in your lineup out on the bench or as a starter is Corey Davis of the Titans. They don't throw the ball a whole lot, but Ryan Tannehill throws it with effectiveness. And when he does throw Corey Davis's way, he's catching the ball. You know, he had a touchdown last week, had over 100 yards in week one. And I don't think A.J. Brown is playing this week. A.J. Brown didn't play last week. Um, he spread the ball out a lot. But this week they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, who have just not been good um, covering wide receivers this year. They just have a bunch of rookie corners, and they're missing some pass rush from Daniel Hunter. And I look for Corey Davis to have a good game in that balanced attack, at least a touchdown or a significant amount of yards and catches for sure. So I'm buying Corey Davis in week three, especially if A.J. Brown isn't playing. Yeah, definitely. And I'll talk about A.J. Brown since I actually have him in a few leagues. I definitely – he's probably not going to play for what I've been seeing and hearing it and everything i would definitely still hold on to him though don't panic don't try and trade him away once he's healthy he's proven on the field kind of hell it looks like they're throwing a little bit more than they have in the past so don't panic or anything like that yeah just keep him on your bench try and hold on even if you're uh oh and two don't worry about it just keep him holding hold him tight he's, he's gonna be a long it's a long ride i would like to say don't throw away your whole season over one week you know don't throw away your whole season over over you know two weeks you know if you have a Brown, definitely keep him but Another guy that to me is a strong, strong, strong buy is Jarek McKinnon of the 49ers because they are hurt, man. They don't have Debo. They don't have Teak uh, Tevin Coleman. They don't have Kittle, or they may have Kittle. It's iffy. They may iffy or not. It sounded like Garoppolo. he's not about to play. Exactly. Garoppolo, he may play. Or actually, Nick Mullins is probably going to oh, play. Oh, yeah. It's not like Nick Mullins. You, you see what I'm saying? Too. And then I haven't even gotten no to Raheem Ford. Mustard. No you know, so Raheem Mustard, Mostert, he's not playing. So Kyle Shanahan's got to have Thomas somebody to. get the yards. And he's a smart enough offensive mind that, okay, they're playing the Giants. The Giants are not good on defense. They have had good defensive moments, but overall they're not good on defense. I look for Jerick McKinnon to get involved in the passing game a lot and then the run game as well because he's not splitting carries on early downs with with Mostert and Tevin Coleman. He's just got to worry about splitting carries with Jeff Wilson, and I think McKenna's a more talented back out of that backfield. Yeah, no, most, most definitely, yes. That beat up uh, backfield with them, them getting rid of Brita in the offseason. There are only two running backs that they have right now, McKinnon, and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. that they've had in the past and shown that he's probably he's probably I don't know I feel like he's the since he's been like healthier with them longer they, he making the most of the uh, red zone uh, carries uh, and also with the um, more rushes I think he would probably get as well too. Somebody that I kind of wanted to mention just so we can kind of have a discussion on him because I mean a lot of times I don't. A lot of the times, uh, you're down bad in a lot of leagues, and you gotta use a guy off the scrap heap to yeah. try and get some somebody smack some type of resemblance on your um, roster. So Frank Gore, uh, it's a lot of some people are forced to uh, pick <laughs> him up. 
unfortunately, that's not a situation that I'm in, I'm in any of my leagues, but Frank Gore. Um, they're playing the Colts this week. I'm gonna have to sell it. Now, if you're, I mean, I mean, it's situational. Like, I mean, if you're desperate, like if you if you had you had Saquon and McCaffrey, or you had any of those guys that got hurt recently, you had uh, Mostert. It's just, yeah, you might have to just go and throw him in. I'm definitely selling him season long. I don't. The Colts defense is pretty good. If you can fade him, if you can put anybody else in, maybe Tariq Cohen or somebody. I'm definitely selling that guy. That. I had to play him last week because um, I. I just drafted out a running back in one league, um, and so I had to play this man, and I took him right out the next game. I'm not playing; I'm selling him this week as well. Um, Who's that, Fred Gore? Yeah, I'm actually selling him yeah. in place of Leonard Fournette, who I'm holding. I would say he's a hold. I would I wouldn't sell Leonard. I wouldn't buy Leonard. I would I would hold on to him to see what he's gonna do this week because he had a nice game last week. But they were kind of really ahead, and they just kind of salted it away with Leonard. This week they played Denver, and James Conner played well versus Denver last week. So if there's a, ever a game where you look for Leonard to kind of build up off of, of it, it could be this game right here. And if he doesn't do well, then that makes everything more confusing. So um, Leonard Fournette this week is a hold. If you if you have to play him, you know I understand. But if you can hold him on the bench for one more week and ride it out with a more safe pick, I definitely would. And the one other guy that I wanted to bring up, uh, I'm going I'm to go wide receiver. I'm going to give you guys a wide receiver. We can talk about a lot of running backs. Let me see who I want to talk to you guys about. I think we're going to talk about who we're going to talk Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. A lot of people have been asking me about Keenan Allen. Yo, should I go ahead and trade him? Should I, should I hold on to him? Should I buy him? What should I do? I'm definitely in a position of hold, hold on Keenan Allen. Don't don't get scared because of you don't know what the situation is. We just seen Justin Herbert come in and his off stat line going to uptick, like we mentioned earlier. Mike Williams definitely went down, but and even on hard knocks, he definitely has a relationship with him. Like, yo, I'm just trying to get you ball, blase, blase. So definitely Keenan Allen. I would definitely hold. I think he um it, with with this with this quarterback change that's coming on the way, I think his stat line should be perfectly good. And they just paid him a lot of money. So I think they're gonna definitely be throwing the ball. So definitely hold, don't panic. Definitely hold, don't panic. So, you know, that's that fancy football financial advice wrap up. I hope it was helpful. Um, if you have specific questions about your lineup, we'll take it. But you know, um, hopefully these guys this week show us right but um like i said we're buying we're buying that good old-fashioned jerick mckinnon we're buying that good old-fashioned Corey davis we're gonna hold on to leonard and we're selling uh frank gore for sure right yeah we sell it frank gore hold on to keenan allen yeah no just yeah and submit questions we're gonna have the email in the bio um, follow, we're going to have the Twitter, the social media in the bio as well. So if you have any fantasy questions or need any advice fantasy-wise, just let us know. Just reach out and we got you. Yes, sir. And um, something real quick, let you guys know, there's a burnout room where all the teams that are burnt out, all the players that are burnt out, they go hang out in. And early on in the NFL year, I can already go ahead and kick those uh, New York Jets and Adam Gates out to the burnt out room. They burnt out. Adam Gates can't coach offense, but his offense is genius. Doesn't make sense. Everybody's just playing to the worst of their capabilities on that offense. I've never seen a more stagnant, promising young quarterback in my life. I'm 
kicking those boys out to the burnout room where there's vacations available because there's still rich people now where you can go vacay and go fish, but you can't play football. Right, yeah, the burnt out room, man. It's, it's going to be a long season, and when long seasons happen, you need a long vacation. So, what I just I just thought of this on the spot. How, how we're going to do the burnt out room is teams that we already know aren't going to go to the playoffs, and we could already call it, we're going to put them in the room. And now, if we put them in the room, they're off. Now, it, I, would, I just, just decided that it's going to be some type of punishment if a team that we put in the burnt out room makes the playoffs. We got to do something crazy or whatever, whatever. But oh yeah, you, 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 we're only we're only throwing them in there if they're dead. If they come to life, if the Jets come yeah, to life, I'll, of course I'll go ahead and eat a shoe now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm hundred percent in agreement with you on that. The Jets <laughs> throw them in that breakdown. No, get them in there. <laughs> get them I can't in get them in there fast enough. But yeah, Sam Darnold, the promising quarterback, you said that's their that's their most tenured player. Ooh. And he's been on the team three seasons. That's a garb. That's, that's a garb, ain't it? This is the most tenured player. That's just in there, and they're so depleted with injuries, bad it's, coaching, it's bad coaching, bad culture, talent. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, just, it's, it's awful. You burnt out. Any other teams you you can think of that you oh, want to no. throw in that? It's a, it's, a, it's a young season. They're right. the ones that to me have stuck out as just being just being ugh. Like I know, I see it. Yeah, like you said, it's a it's a young season. We already got one in the book. For it to be week two, it it already say that 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 means a lot. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I, I wouldn't just come out here and say it if, if they wasn't cooked for real, you know? Because <laughs> if you burned out, you burned out. Um, but but enough of them. Enough of them. Jets. They can't have all of our time. Um, it's coming up on week three. Coming up on these. Uh, you know, good NFL picks on a great game Monday night. Uh, you know, that's going to be Chiefs Chiefs versus Ravens. That's going to be fireworks. You got, any, you got any games on your docket that you're feeling particularly comfortable about? Um, I'm really liking that Chargers Panthers. Obviously, I think that no McCaffrey – I think the uh, defense is going to be able to do whatever they con- want, whatever they want to do with the Carolina uh, Panthers offense. I think that Chargers game. I mean, I, I'm not going to call it a lot, but I, I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty comfortable about that. How about you? I feel decent, you know, about that because I'm not sure. You know, I believe Herbert starting, and you know, the Panthers defense. It's not good, and their offense just got worse. And they had some pretty good, you know, balance going on offensively with McCaff and and their in the passing attack. So now, with Mike Davis in there from Stevenson's finest, we've got to see uh, exactly how that works. But I would definitely go ahead and say comfortably that the Chargers should win just based off defensive right. loan. Sure. But another one I feel really good about that I think is you know sort of sort of gonna happen is. Battle of two zero and twos, and Philly has got to beat Cincinnati. Because if you lose at home to the bank three, and you're Philadelphia, uh, people are gonna start losing their jobs in Philly now. It ain't gonna be like right. Atlanta where they just give you a long leash. Philly is a way more demanding franchise. If you go on three, losing to a rookie quarterback at home, yeah, somebody not making out of there. I guarantee you. Yeah, that that has to be. That's a that's a must must win. For the Eagles, and usually when they're put 
in that type of circumstance. They usually rise to the occasion. So yeah, no, I, I also feel like that's a pretty safe bet as well too. Yeah. Now one that you know may not be as safe, but to me has all the glamour is that Rams versus Buffalo game. How you feel about that? Two two and zero squads. Yeah. Um. I got LA winning this. I like. I like. I like how the Rams look. Outside, um, in this third year of Sean McVay, they kind of had that bad year. Um, and it's a bad year, but they went nine and seven. Year. So that's like a, you know, what I'm saying that's a good thing. Like people keep calling it a bad year, but they went nine and seven. You know, they just didn't live up to right. expectation because they went to the Super Bowl the previous year. And you're right, they look great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For like their standards and everything like that, it, they just it, they're kind of looking more like the from two years ago that was the yeah, Super Bowl. Exactly. The offense is looking a little bit better. They kind of retool. Now, they got some injuries as well, too, but yeah, I think that if you, if you, I, I wouldn't do the money line on this. This is definitely a pick em. I I would pick LA on this. Now, if you were doing more so like a betting situation, like if you were doing kind of like the, um, the spread, I'd probably put Buffalo on that spread for sure, for sure. I'd probably take them in the... Uh, I like Buffalo in this matchup. Um, I'm a big fan of the way Josh Allen is playing. I think that Buffalo's two receivers are going to give L.A. some fits because, you know, Daniel Ramsey's taking somebody away, maybe maybe Diggs. Um, he should travel with Diggs if he's, if he's still the guy that, you know, does that, which I believe he is. And then you live John Brown with a lot of one-on-one opportunities down there, and he can make you pay because – Josh Allen can extend a lot of plays and, you know, let a long play develop. And the Rams are going to have to be able to keep up. And the Bills have a good defense. Now, they haven't played too good defensively this year. I noticed that. But they still have the names on paper to be really good on defense. So, I'm taking the Bills because I like Josh Allen a bit more than Jared Goff this year. He's been looking like a true uh, first-round draft pick as opposed to a project. He's looking like he belongs amongst one of the upper names of AFC quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, well, we, we put the Jets in the breakdown room, so I mean, of course, we're going to be betting against them if we decided to. They're playing the Colts. Oh, yeah. That should be a watch for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor should absolutely eat up in this. Uh, now, in this Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh playing Houston. That's more interesting. Yeah, that's way more interesting. Who, you, who do you like on that matchup? I like, I got to go Houston because Deshaun Watson can't go on three and think that that's going to be all right, you know? And I didn't like the way Pittsburgh looked against Denver in the second half. In the first half, I think they looked great versus Denver, but in the second half, I just didn't like the, the way Jeff Driscoll moved that ball a little bit, you know? Um, he, he got within almost a game-winning drive of beating them. And I was like, okay, yeah, your defense got to him so much they can sack him at any time. What's going on? You know, why aren't you guys, you know, just putting these boys away? They don't have Lindsey or uh, Drew Locke or Corlin Sutton. So I didn't like the way they're, they kind of took the foot off the gas in the second half. And I think Deshaun Watson's itching for a win. So if some team's going to play with their foot off the gas at some points of the game and, and the Texans don't have any room for that, I got to go with Texans there. Deshaun Watson get his first win of the year. Yeah, 0-3. I, I just know where Deshaun Watson's trying to be at. And I, 
if, if the Texans were if were like one and two or two and one, I'd probably pick Pittsburgh in the same game. because they're deep line. Because, yeah, exactly. But Watson being down 0-2, he, he's not gonna go for it. So I think he's gonna do some some straight magical things on the field in um, Pittsburgh. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Houston but too. I think he's gonna go out to Because you see how you and I both. We just really mentioned Deshaun Watson. We didn't really mention anything else about Houston. That's their freaking problem. And I like the David Johnson pickup because he can. He's a bit of a better running back than what they've had before. But you can see that offense clearly misses Pop. Like we said in the summertime, that was a dumb deal. You need like if you're if, if you're Deshaun Watson, you're about to become a better quarterback because you don't have Pop. Because now you got to really you know find the open guys and scan that field. You, you don't have as much of a safety pick so you you'll you'll grow from this and be better but in the in the early interim you're gonna feel it way harder um because pittsburgh don't even let you run the ball even and they don't and they bring so much pressure that the texas may not be able to pick up for real so i think they're gonna pull it out but you know if we're being real the indicators are pointing towards pittsburgh yeah for sure i just hope i hope you're trying to get a beat up too bad and it's gonna be Hopefully it's him. Uh we could go through some of these quickly. Oh, we go we go save the we go save the main event for the last to discuss. Uh, Thursday night, uh tomorrow. Who you got? Miami or Jacksonville? I like uh Miami in this one. I like the Jags overall and their Stilo. You know what? I'm actually gonna I'm picking the Jags. I'm picking the Jags. I like their Stilo this year. They come with a little bit more of a humble attitude. Uh you know, they're kind of just beating teams off of you know, oh wow, you guys are actually you know decent. You know, so yeah, I'm picking Jags. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jacksonville too. Um, yeah, Minshew, he's been he, they've been letting him throw that ball, and uh, he got yeah. some pretty talented receivers out there. So now uh, they're looking pretty decent. Um, running game looks really decent. Huh? Yeah, the offense it doesn't look it doesn't look half bad. It's definitely way better than I thought. The defense still is like yeah. I'm still waiting I'm on sure Miami defense to Cause Miami defense yeah. gonna get better as the year goes on, but right now it's not it's not where it's supposed to be. So you know, yeah, no Byron Jones either. No Byron. Yeah, Jones, so I'm so, fading that yeah. for sure. I'm fading it. Yeah, Jacksonville. We both got Jacksonville on that one. Uh, the Birds versus the Bears. Who 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 you got? Lord, I, every time I picked the the Falcons, it made me look stupid. But <laughs> they score so many points and have lost terribly both times. Then I'm gonna just go ahead and pick them this week because. If they find a way to score like 30 or more points, I like their chances of beating Chicago. And I think 30 is, is pretty easy for them to get. Um, even though Chicago is the best defense they're going to be playing so far, they can still get, you know, near 30. They might get 27, 28. And I see Chicago getting 21 to 24. So I'll go ATL. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Atlanta too. They can't go. They definitely can't go 0 and three. Absolutely not. And like you said, the offense is just they're they're firing on all cylinders. They they, they can't do any wrong on the offense. So hopefully he plays. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, even I I don't think he is. But even if he doesn't, I still feel like they're gonna be able to throw it up. Um, I, I don't th- I don't think uh, Trubisky and the boys is gonna be able to put up enough points. Now, if Julio isn't playing, I mean, like you said, it might reduce them down. You know, they might get like 28, 24, 21, which is right in the Bears' wheelhouse. So it can make it interesting. But I think Atlanta's going to be able to get it done, though. Uh, Washington football team and the Browns. 
I got, I'm going Browns here. I think the Browns just played their hardest game of the year in week one, and they're just going to get better from there in terms of offensive production because, don't get me wrong, they do rely on the run game, and that's the, their best bet to win, and that's going to take some of that pressure off those pass rushers in, in Washington because if they can run the ball well, then now instead of Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan – you know, pinning their ears back and come right after you. If they know it's a pass, they got to, you know, watch out for play action. They got to watch out for the run. They got to watch out for the pass. It kind of makes the game a little bit easier for Baker to get to his spots on the field because you know he can't just sit in that pocket and dissect you. He's got to get rolling. He's got to get to a spot and make a throw. So I think the run game allows him to do that and the skins DBs aren't good enough to, you know, you know, make all those plays in one-on-one coverage if they got to stop the run. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with the, uh, go ahead and go with the Browns on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Browns on that one too. I think their offense looks really good. Um, Minnesota, Tennessee. I think Tennessee uh, should win this game. They're probably gonna run over the Vikings. Pass over on the defense just looks very sloth for the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get that to Tennessee on the road. I'm I'm going Minnesota. They broke my heart last week, but for some reason, <laughs> um, I got a feeling like their offense may find themselves to be able to run a little bit more on Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have a great job stopping Jacksonville's run, and if the Vikings can just you know use a lot of Dalvin. Um, Tennessee, you know, might have to get more aggressive in terms of their play calling because they didn't run the ball too hot last week either. You know, Derrick Henry had like 25 carries for like 80-some yards. So it's not like, you know, either team has reached their potential offensively. But I like Minnesota's chances because even though the Titans have no A.J. Brown, Corey Davis may do well, but I don't know who other receivers they have that are going to do anything if John Lewis Smith doesn't step up. So it's just too many question marks to have about Tennessee and no A.J. Brown. Um, and I'm liking Minnesota in this game. They need to win. Las Vegas versus uh, New England. I got the Patriots. Cam looks oh, me good. too. I think. They about to, I feel like yeah. they about to. Raiders like- had a good win against the Saints. Uh, they're about to fall off. That, yeah, uh, I don't like the Raiders defense, so I'm going with the Patriots as well. San Francisco versus the Giants. Who do you who you like in that one? Give me. I honestly like the Giants in that one. To be honest, if Nick Mullins plays, because you know they were pretty close to beating the Bears last week, uh, and that was you know you know after Saquon got hurt, they went on a little run and kind of made it competitive. So if if they play against the 49ers B team, I'll take the the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants too. Daniel Jones should be able to beat Nick Mullins and Jerry McKinnon. Like he should be able to know Debo and uh, and uh, my boy Brandon Yoop. So, yeah, it's, yeah, they should be able to beat the boys. Uh, let's go to Lions-Cardinals. Cardinals all the way. To me, that's, um, they're one of the better teams in the NFC to me, not just in, the, in their division. I like the way they compete on defense, and I love their offense because I love the way Colin Murray plays the game of quarterback. 
it is so smooth and so effortless that I can I can see them putting up a good thirty to to uh, thirty five points on Detroit. And I don't know if Detroit's getting Galladay back. I think they're getting Kane Galladay back this week. So um, if he actually plays, that makes the Lions a you know a bigger deep play threat to make the game close. But I'll still pick the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go cards here. Uh, Detroit Lions very close to going to the burnt out room. Very close. But yeah, the Cardinals look fantastic. Kyler looks fantastic, like you said. Hopkins looks great. They look really good. They look really running gun. The defense looks good. Uh, definitely way better than last year. Um, yeah, Cardinals. Um, Buccaneers, Broncos. Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks on this yeah, one. Yeah. I'm going to go Bucks on this Bucks. one. Broncos there. It's looking pretty scary. You know, Jeff Driscoll, no Cortland. Hey, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no Vaughn, no Abouye. AJ Abouye is just, yeah, no. I'm going to go Bucks. Um, Cowboys, Seahawks. It's a beautiful game as well. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Cowboys in this one. The Seahawks have been playing well, but I think the Cowboys may just run it down their throat as well as they're going to be able to pass it, and they may just control the tempo of the game enough that um, Seattle doesn't get the ball last, and that um, I'm actually going to go with the Cowboys here. I like the way their offense looks. They can run or pass at will, is what it seems like, and now tomorrow Linus might have something to say about that, because if he starts sniffing up on Zeke, he's not gonna get run over like Kazi did. If he meets Zeke right. in the hole, not happening. He's he might he might stuff Ugh. Zeke, or he might not be stupid enough to try to hit stick Zeke. Jamal Adams might actually wrap him up and, and play it safe, like a like a you know like a real box safety going against Ezekiel Elliott. You feel me? So um, mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, though, he won't be enough to get that ground game completely stopped, and then they'll be able to throw it. Pretty much whenever they want with those with those receivers. So I'm going with I'm going with the uh, the Cowboys. Now you definitely you brought up a very good point. Zeke Zeke's we have uh, my favorite running back in the league. He goes crazy. I'm a, I gotta go with Seattle though. Uh, they really impressed me versus uh, New England. Russ looks like he's he's on a mission. He's going nuts. He uh, they letting him cook as everybody's been saying. They've been letting him cook. I like how the defense. The defense is good, just good enough to get by. It's not like the best. Obviously, it's not better than what they had before, but it's it's good enough to get by. It's it's, it's pretty cool. It's all right. Uh, I got them being a cowboy. The Cowboys are definitely goofy. They should have lost last week, but they're yeah. a goofier team. So, yep. But Seahawks are they're they're, they're professional, so they, they, I feel like they can get that. Uh, Green Bay, New Orleans. You Saints resident Saints fan? I'm not picking against the Saints because I don't know if Devontae Adams is playing, whether he does or not. I'm still picking the Saints. If he does, I'm more worried about it. But if he doesn't play, then I'm more confident. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play a good game. I think Drew Brees is going to play a really good game because he has to. Uh, he is under fire right now, and Sean Payton and him. Yeah, are, they, they are <laughs> him and Sean Payton. Are like, you know what they call you? Wash up. You know that, right? They call you wash up. You know that, right? And so when it's like that, I didn't expect a one eighty. And you give a team so that much juice 
I don't expect him to win 80. I just expect him to play better because Drew Brees still had 300 yards. They just didn't. They just well, didn't I'm saying as far as like uh, everybody just say he's washed up. Like it was just like damn. Like, exactly. Like, like everybody's like, oh yeah, Drew Brees is being washed, washed up. up. And, and they hear that. And these are grown men, so and they have a lot of pride. So at the end of the day, I see the defense playing better, finding a way to stop those receivers because they don't have too many tight ends you got to worry about. And our run game, our run defense is really good. So Aaron Jones may not be getting off like crazy. So I think we control the Packers actually next week. Um, I'm gonna go with the Saints too. They, they went outside on Monday night. They're not going outside twice in a row. I feel like they're gonna be able to get it done, especially if Devontae Adams is a plan. Devontae Adams is a plan. It's a done deal for Green Bay. Yeah, I feel like I do, I do too. But, because okay. them other receivers are not it. They are, they are definitely And our it, corner so. duo is pretty good. Now, we play to the level of our comp. So, if Green Bay doesn't have Monte Adams, our corners are going to get worse. Guarantee you. They're going to just get worse because they're playing worse comp. So, uh, we'll see what it's looking like. But, you know, we both got the Saints. And then, the Monday night spectacle on my birthday. This reminds me of do you remember when the Chiefs played the Rams on Monday night? One of those one of those one of those years. And it was like fifty four or fifty one or something so like that. What's funny is what's funny is I just showed you know you know my boy Lucius. So I yeah. just showed him the I played the highlights. <laughs> I was, I was, that I highlight had, had to be like ten minutes long, yo. Yeah, you know, it was like Tim. I was so it was because I was like, bro, because I, I haven't seen it because I watched the game live, but I haven't watched any like highlights since then. And to cut it on like this, like years later, it's like wow, that was nuts. But yeah, that it's Ravens nuts. versus Chiefs, battle of the AFC Supremos. Who you got? Uh, I, I I need Baltimore to win. I need them to win, but I, I got Kansas City. Baltimore it's, has it's yet bad. to beat KC, like with yeah, with, with Mahomes. I'm not betting against Pat. Like, I'm not trying to lose my cash. <laughs> yeah, um, you can't bet against Pat comfortably, but he has not looked dominant this year passing. He's looked great as a quarterback but I'm not saying he looked dominant this year passing so the Ravens are the best defense in the NFL losing Earl Thomas I don't know how but they are they made the Browns look like nothing they made Houston look like nothing and so you may look over there and say okay that's just Houston that's just the Texans but it's the way they did it they took away all the Bears receivers, took them away. Just, okay, you're not, those are gone. And they get after you so, so often, and they play so fast and ferocious that before you know it, you're down a whole bunch and the game plan is going against you. Now, that fits Kansas City's mold. They love to be down by 10 and come back and win. But I say for this game, if they go by down by 10, and Lamar can just keep running the ball and keep the ball away from from Pat for most of that second half, they'll come out with the victory. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. Oh, you're going with Ravens? Oh. Yeah. Even though okay, they're okay. fitting Casey's mo Casey got to – they got to lose because you can't keep winning games when you're down by 10. Like, they have a streak right now where they've won, like, I think 10 straight games or six straight games, something like that. 
losing by 10 points or more and come back and win. So they're doing this like it's the way they want to play. And I'm like, okay, if any team gets up by 10 and wins, it'll be the Ravens. I I mean, Vegas agrees with you. I'm looking at the money line. Case, uh, Casey's plus 160. I'm like, ooh, I might. I don't know. I might have to. I might have to see what's going on with that. I'm gonna throw a little cash on it for the birthday, but okay, yeah. So you got Ravens, I got Chiefs. Okay, hopefully I jinxed the Chiefs. Hopefully, no, I'm open. <laughs> hey, hashtag life. Yeah. It's a real thing, right? No, hashtag life. We gonna see. I might put a little cash on it, but yeah, that includes the pickums for uh, for week three, and pretty much the conclusion of the Wire to Wire Sports podcast. Uh, anything you gotta say to the people, bro? Only I gotta say is is. We're kind of going to steal Joe Button style and chop up these segments and put them on YouTube. So um, it may not be on this pod right away, but that's definitely the plan. So if you like the podcast um, and you want to see it on a different platform, then definitely look out for our social medias because we're going to be showing YouTube links soon. Yeah, no, big facts. Yeah, we're going to have that soon. Um, socials gonna be in the bio. We're gonna update those. Have some fresh new content. Um, yeah, just try to just do more. You know, what I'm saying pandemic, try to get some things in order, but trying to get it, this whole thing together. We're trying to be more consistent. So don't say that, but try to get straight to it. So say this: if you have any questions, email us. Uh, support the pod. You know, say so you know where to find us. Um, yes, sir. Everybody.